We met so many cool people at Silver Spring Maker Fair, but we couldn't fit them all on the show. So please enjoy this additional episode featuring all the interviews we did during Silver Spring Maker Fair. Enjoy. Hi, so we we are here with Aiden and Vivian. And Vivian and Mother Sai. What brings you guys here to Silver Spring Maker Fair? So we've come to the Maker Fair every year for three, four years. Ever since it started. Oh, okay. Very Ever cool. since it started. Yeah. And we found interesting things here every year. So how old so, were you when you first started coming to Silver Spring Maker Fair? I can't remember. Oh, so really? it was four years ago. Yeah. You do the math. <laughs> yeah. I was uh, seven. 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 Okay, very cool. So what, what's your favorite part of Maker Fair? It depends on which Maker Fair. I remember my first Maker Fair. Yeah. Um, I was kind of bored and I was just wandering around and this kid showed me a card trick and I was just wow. And then I went and actually, I, I went into the booth and started learning about what they were trying to explain, which was something about water. Um, I, I, I guess the rain cycle. Um, yeah. Have, have you gotten involved in any making yourself yet, or not yet? Not really. Okay. We, we, have, uh, we have a CNC in the basement that really made me like yet. three quarters of the way done. Oh, okay, cool. You, so you guys bought a kit that you got to put together. Uh, separate parts. Oh, wow, put it all cool. together. Yeah, nice. it's hard. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it's not but quite it's operational yet, but it's a huge, huge CNC. And then my husband's um, building a, a plane, a four-seater. Oh, okay, very cool. So. You're helping with that? Yeah. Yeah? Oh, very cool. A four-seater plane, nice. But uh, what else have you seen in Make It Fair this year that you've liked so far? This year? Yeah. Um, I think it was the pinball machine outside. Oh, okay. Yeah, very cool pinball machine. You should make one yourself. Have you thought about making one for yourself? Yeah, in fact, I started designing one um, on my computer. It was what, uh, what, what, They're hard to make. What's the theme of your pinball machine going to be? You don't know yet? Probably tech. Tech? Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I mean, thank you guys so much for joining us. We really have like, jamming here. Hope you enjoy the Maker Fair. Yeah. Thank you. Thank Thanks. you for interviewing us. Thank you so much. <laughs> speaking to Emily and Chloe about an interesting project uh, called SilverSat. Uh, why don't you tell me about that? SilverSat is a multi-year project that is both a challenging engineering development effort and science and technology classroom. The technology goal of this project is to design, build, launch, and operate a real satellite. The educational goal of this project is to provide the participants the experience of a real-world engineering challenge, one that may would that many would consider well beyond their abilities. This project is open to be interesting and motivated middle schoolers and high school youth and their families in the greater Silver Spring area. Very interesting. Now, um, just for our listeners who may not realize that you are very young ladies. Uh, do you mind telling me how old you are? We are both 12 years old 12 years and old. in the 7th grade. 7th grade. So this is a very um, interesting project and quite an ambitious project for two young ladies to be uh, 
participating in. Yeah, it's not it's not just us either. I think our youngest member is in second grade. It's third. Third grade. Um, she is um, one of our team members' little sister, who is also on our team. Great. Now you guys are involved with a lot of the aspects of this of this project, making the satellite, and the hopes uh, are to get this in space. Is it not? Yes. Yeah. By 2021, I think is our launch yep. date. And have you been making prototypes? Not yet. We're still in the design and trying design. to get the money. money and grant writing and 501c3. So. All right. And are you involved in the design aspect as well? Yes, All very right. much. Now, in the end, what is going to be the function of this? We are still deciding what to do because gotcha. there's many different aspects. I mean, trying to find the one of the not easiest but something that is not more money because like a camera is very expensive to mount so probably more of a radar yeah we do need to find a purpose for the satellite soon but we're also still assembling a team so i think it would be in the team's best interest on what the function of the satellite would be absolutely and it's going to be uh, a lot of work this is a, a very complicated project is this your first um effort in making something is this the first time you're, you're trying something like this a satellite and a high scale project yes yes but like little tiny projects we bought that so you've made a lot of little things yeah yeah, yeah. i will tell you that i'm quite impressed that you guys are taking on this this project yeah. um i have not once thought about making something that's going to go uh into space uh, when I was 12 years old, didn't even cross my mind. Yeah. So I think what you're doing is very impressive, um, and I think it's going to be a very valuable experience. Now, you're also working with a local maker, uh, makerspace, correct? Catalytic makerspace. We are going to be building our thing. We're going to be building our satellite there. We have a direct connection with the founder of the Catalytic makerspace. And me, Emily, and Emily's little bro little brother go to the Catalina the Catalina Makerspace once or twice a week, just for fun. And so that's where we're going to be building it. Excellent. And holding most of our meetings. Too. Yeah. So I guess you're learning quite a bit of what's involved in designing and making things. We are all, we're learning along the way. So. Now, have you used the laser or the router? Any yeah. of those items? We well, use the laser to make, make a shirt. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then I haven't used the 3D printer yet, but I'm planning on using it too. Very soon, okay. Yeah. And so there's a bunch of programming going into the laser and the um, 3D printer, but yeah. you use a programming and then it yeah. just goes directly to the it, machine. It, serves, it also serves as a great place to hold meetings and... Yeah get the tools that we need that we would be able that we would need to acquire the skills and the technology to build the satellite mm -hmm. so it's good to have those resources and to be learning the skills early on by taking classes excellent now uh, is there a time frame do you expect this to be completed uh, five to seven years me and Emily are in seventh grade so our goal is to have it done in five years before we go off to college but there's a chance that it could take longer with any delays so five to seven years is our yeah. goal. Launch date is going to be probably 2021 on an upcoming NASA mission where they yep. would release the CubeSat. There's also a program where you can send the CubeSat up to the ISS and it'll send it out of the ISS, yeah. which sounds really cool. So there's a chance we're doing that because
because that's because they send things up to the ISS a lot of the a lot and so a lot more often. So oh, yeah. you yes. can hit your eye on in the, one of the things and they can shoot it out of the ISS. Yeah. There's, there's a little thing, little box shooter thing that shoots it out. Yeah. <laughs> the back of the ISS. Now it sounds like you guys have really been thinking about this for quite a while and you've got a long plan ahead of you. Yeah. Uh, and you mentioned college. Now that kind of makes me want to ask, have you thought about what you might be studying in college? Um, I definitely want to be a computer science major. My dad is fluent in Python, HTML, and CSS. And maybe Linux, I'm not sure. Um, so I want to do more computer science and engineering I want to be a medical scientist researcher, so I want to go to medical school. So yeah, yeah, more school. Yeah. Well, I will tell you that this, if you can accomplish this, it is a very impressive project um, on your transcript, especially for going to college. So I, uh, I hope to see this completed pretty soon, uh, within five to seven years, as you promised. Uh, and uh, I look forward to uh, finding out more. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for having Thank us. You for doing so much. Alright, so I'm here with, uh, what's, what's your, tell everybody your name. Uh, Give Batman Glitch. Give Batman Glitch. Uh, Give Batman Glitch. Yeah. Okay, cool. And we're here at the Maker Fair. And, uh, let me, what, uh, what, uh, what brought you to Maker Fair today? Uh, well, at, at first, I wasn't very interested. My father brought me here. I, I, I needed to work on homework. Okay. But, um, yeah, I, I have a project due that is 75% of my grade. Oh, okay. And I'm kind of worried. But, you know, I, I looked around and I saw the 3D printing and the designs. And pretty much everything here was worth it. Okay. For, yeah. Cool. What, uh, how, well, tell everybody how old you are, I guess. Uh, I'm 12. 12, okay. And you're going, where, where's, you're here local to Silver Spring? Uh, no, Parkland Magnet Middle School. Oh, okay, very cool. Good. Geared towards, to <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. towards aerospace technology and math. Oh, okay, very cool, nice. Um, what's, uh, what have you seen here that, that you've liked so far? Well, what's your favorite thing so far? The 3D printing? Yeah. But I did see um, VR, the virtual reality, oh god, reality. Yeah. Uh, which on, one do they have Gear VR? Which one do they have over here? I haven't gotten a chance to walk around yet. Um, it's the one where there's two uh, controllers and there's a trigger. And oh, okay. yeah, there was drawing there. Unfortunately, I was too late to sign up to do it. Oh, but okay. Oh, okay, cool, cool. What else? Uh, what else interests you around here so far? Well, the uh, well, I saw a couple of well in school. We we have a robotics class, and in the robotics class, it's engineering and inventing, and it's mostly with 3D printing. And I'm 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 looking for like tips on how to use the software and stuff. Okay, very cool. Uh, so that's interesting. You day to day, you get to work with some of this stuff as it is with 3D printing. We haven't gotten in depth to it yet, though. Okay, but that's the plan. That's yeah. What, uh, what software do you think you're going to use? Or you don't SketchUp. Know. SketchUp? Okay. Yeah. Nice. I, I've used SketchUp myself because uh, in architecture we use SketchUp quite a bit. Pro though, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Although the, the regular SketchUp is pretty good too, the, the free one. But yeah. Cool. Um, what else? Uh, with your dad, you mentioned, was an architect? Yeah. Did you ever go to his job and see what he does? Self-employed. Oh, he's self-employed. Okay. But do you ever see some of his work? And yeah. Help? 
What yes. do you think of architecture? I'm an architect as well, yeah. but I'm interested in what you think about architecture. Well, he uses AutoCAD and stuff, yeah. and he taught me a little, and it's kind of like SketchUp, yeah. a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Very right, cool. Well, what else? Do you have anything else you want to tell people that are listening? Uh, what, are you, what, okay, what advice do you have for people your age that maybe haven't been to a maker fair or, or thinking about getting into making? What would you, what would you tell them about this? If you're thinking about not going, rethink about everything in your life. Because right, you're, you're enjoying yourself. Yeah. Cool. Because I, I, I rethought about everything in my life after I got here. Nice. Okay, good. I like it. I like it. So you, your life has been changed by making <laughs> A little bit, I guess. Cool. All right. Nice. Well, thank you so much for joining us and being on the show. Thank you for inviting me. Cool. All right. You have a, enjoy Maker Fair. Okay, we're here with Mike Hogarty and Callie Keen of Red Blue Collective. It's a startup company, and what they do here is quite interesting. I'm gonna let Mike explain, because it's uh, it's quite involved, and uh, I think it's gonna be one of those things that it's gonna be hard for our listeners to turn away from. All right, so my name is Mike Hogarty, and our startup is the Red Blue Collective. You can see us at redbluecollective.com. We help entrepreneurs develop great hardware products from concept to market. Uh, we're based out of Rest in Virginia at the Nova Labs Makerspace, and Cali's uh, and Sterling. His family has a manufacturing facility called K Form Incorporated, and I also have a business doing um, fabrication for automotive parts called Hot Rods to Hybrids. It's HotRodsToHybrids.com. So uh, we're here representing our new product that we're using as a demonstration of the process. It's a, uh, a hand fidget toy that you can see on uh, revolvemakers.com. It's called Alpha. It's currently live on Kickstarter. We developed the product in under 20 days using the Red Blue Collective process. And uh, we've taken the product to market on Kickstarter. And we were 200% funded in less than three days. And we're currently uh, continuing to use the process uh, involving uh, social media marketing and uh, being part of a community um, to carry our campaign through the end of the month. Uh, we're teaching a class on the process on October 9th in Reston, Virginia at our makerspace. It's a Wednesday evening from 7 to 9 uh, and we're going to go over all the details of, of how to use this process to take any product from, uh, from concept to reality. Now Michael, I found that, when I was talking to you earlier, I found that to be the most interesting aspect. Now this is a very interesting product and uh, for our listeners who may not be aware, it's quite an achievement to achieve funding, full funding so quickly in a, uh, the beginning of a ca uh, Kickstarter campaign. But uh, what, you, what was really interesting is that your model is to do exactly what you described, to teach someone to take a concept, an idea from inception to market. Um, and I found that very fascinating. Exactly what what does that entail as far as, as Red uh, Blue, the Red Blue Collective, and what do you guys do in that, in that? So the Red Blue Collective uses a very lean methodology and uh, a lot of validation steps. Um, so the whole concept is we uh, teach people how to gain validation in their process, how to develop their product outside of a vacuum. Um, the idea of a solopreneur, an entrepreneur working by themselves in a vacuum is a myth, it's a thing of the past. Uh, so we're really encouraging people to join a community early in their process. Uh, we teach techniques in protecting your IP so that you can become part of a community without losing your, your, you know, your property. Um, but by joining a community early and developing your product in the open, 
as part of a community, you get invaluable feedback on what people really want, how much they're truly willing to pay, um, and it prevents uh, from a lot of failure points. Uh, we have people who come to us years into the process and they've spent a lot of money on intellectual property protection and uh, they've developed their pro product the best that they know how and it's not manufacturable at scale and it needs to be changed so dramatically that their patent doesn't even apply at the end of the game. And so by using a process like this early, uh, you can iterate and learn from the community and at the end of the day, the customer has told you what they want and how much they're willing to pay for it and so you're able to make it for a price that you can still make money and and offer them exactly what they like. So um, it's been great. Uh, Kali started this process. Uh, he's been teaching classes um, since I believe January of this year. This is going to be the ninth class on the product development process. Um, this one is going to be specifically tailored to uh, Kickstarter for makers. Um, so we had 35 people at our last class. That's what I was going to ask you. What kind of attendance do you have at this place? Yeah, um, so Nova Labs Makerspace is uh, a nonprofit organization, and we usually just um, advertise these classes to the local community, people within our immediate reach. But the class content is available on redbluecollective.com. So if you're interested in the content, um, it's, it's uploaded there, and you can uh, email us at info at redbluecollective.com or Keen at redbluecollective.com. Um, the, we get a variety of attendants. We've had um, teenagers who are interested in, in making products for their high schools, all the way up to people who are developing a defense product, and they're interested in learning. Um, it's, it's just a great thing to get involved in. I'd say that the people who get involved in a community project like this and use a, a group uh, and a network like Red Blue Collective uh, have lower risk, and uh, it's just an enjoyable experience to develop a product in this environment. And I'll tell you, Mike, Michael, <clears throat> excuse me. one of the things I find fascinating about what you're doing is, as you can see, uh, I have a little bit of experience in manufacturing. And a lot of times when I get drawings or, uh, or even prototypes, I find exactly what you've described. It is something that is either not buildable uh, or it is astronomically expensive to build at its, as it has been designed. DFM. And I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that um, these, just that one service alone uh, is infinitely valuable. Uh, what we find is that we end up changing people's products or parts extensively just to be able to make them affordable. You know, uh, if a part needs to be $25, you cannot design it to be $360 because it, it, won't, it simply will not work. So um, that alone, I think, is one of those valuable experiences. And what you hit on a very in, in, interesting point that we were discussing earlier was the this concept of, of uh, working in a vacuum. A lot of people feel that if they express their idea to anyone, uh, that someone is out there trying to, trying to steal their idea or their concept. Uh, and as a matter of fact, I got a few messages from uh, some people that I know that want a project to be built and they were afraid to discuss it even with me. Uh, and I have a very large experience with, with NDAs and, and manufacturing. And I said, look, you got, at some point, you need to figure out who you can trust and to move your project forward. Uh, the last point that I thought was quite fascinating is when people invest so much effort and they're putting all their energy in the wrong place. Uh, and you mentioned people running out and getting patents for something that isn't even buildable. It, it's, you know, your product changes when you iterate 
um, one of the things that they say about software is release early and release often. Mm -hmm. um, if you're doing that with hardware, your product is totally different by the time it reaches market than it was when you started. So if you get a patent with your initial idea, by the time you're done, your patent is covering something that you're not even making anymore. So um, it is important to protect your your intellectual property. And we teach a method of doing that that's very lean. You know, you can capture exactly where you are with an application at the USPTO for $65 for a provisional patent. That allows you one year to work under the prior art of your application. Um, that's the, the minimum that I would recommend doing. Um, you know, depending on the level of the project you're working on, it is important to protect it. Um, and there are, uh, there's an inventors group that meets at the USPTO um, that people can attend and they can learn more about how to protect their uh, intellectual property. Um, but what's more important for hardware is that you execute. You need to get to market. Um, we developed a product and released it to market in 20 days. I'd like to see someone beat me to market yes. using this process. Uh, you can take your product to market. You can make exactly what people want. And the most important thing is when you, when you develop your product, out in the open, you develop a brand. There's a lot of companies that sell shoes that are $5 a set, but people still buy $70 or $80 Nikes because they are loyal to the brand. Uh, if you don't know who a company is when they release their $90 pair of shoes, there's no value there. But if that company developed that pair of shoes and they talked to you about it, they asked you for your feedback, and you put your own ideas into the product, you don't care if somebody else comes out with something else. You're going to buy the product that you are able to have something to do with, that you're part of that community. And that's what we're trying to teach here is that by open, you know, opening up the doors and allowing your community, your potential customers to help you develop your product, not only are they guaranteed going to buy your product, but they're going to also help you to make what they want for the price that they want. It's just a, it's a guarantee. Yeah. Well, you know, you mentioned uh, products and I like to talk about your specific product, the Alpha? It's, yeah, it's the Alpha Fidget I, Toy. I got it right here in my hand, and it's actually, um, at first glance, it's visually, it's interesting, especially with all the contours on it, but uh, it's one of those things that you can't seem to put down even, it's uh, it's a, it's kind of weird. For me to describe this as a product that doesn't really do much, but yet you can't put it down. There's uh, a story behind it. And it's visually it. beautiful, by the way. This is this is a beautiful design. Yeah, so uh, we actually used the process to decide on which product to make. So we sat down and we decided first that we wanted to take a product to market in 20 days using the process because the number one thing people had asked us to do was to show them an example of how this product development process can work. So we decided we would create an environment that would expose weaknesses. If you have time and money, sometimes the problems you encounter are buried and you don't really see them. We wanted to expose these problems so that we could share with the community how that we overcame them. So uh, first we decided, okay, 20 days to Kickstarter. That was the goal. Then we thought about things that we were both into and uh, makers and, uh, and the maker community excites us and these uh, CNC sculptures are both something we into. Um, actually in Baltimore, Maryland, there is a uh, CNC machinist named Chris Bathgate, and he makes uh, CNC machined art. It's, it's absolutely gorgeous. And we had gone and visited him and talked to him, and, and uh, through that, uh, we had watched him bring a pocket sculpture to the market and sell out immediately. And we had started looking at products like uh, CNC machined tops. There's one company in particular, Billet Spin Tops. They're absolutely gorgeous. I've seen their, yes, I've seen them. Yeah. And they have a selection of materials. Right, it's quite right. beautiful. And we found out that the problem in our community was availability. 
what a great problem to have in yes, product development, <laughs> right? Yeah, so we thought, okay, so we both are designers and we know how to design for CNC machining. So let's go ahead and design a hand spinner because they're trending and uh, make something that we want, that we enjoy and share it with the community. Uh, and so that's the, uh, the alpha was born from that process. We, we spent a few days uh, developing and 3D printing prototypes, um, coming up with minimum product requirements and this is the, uh, the end of it. It's a, a modular hand spinner. It's a desk toy. It can also come apart and o operates as a, uh, a top. And uh, you can put it together and it operates as a gyroscopic top you can spin on your desk. Or you can just fidget with it in your hand. And it's made of bearing bronze, stainless steel, titanium, and ceramic bearings. Um, the materials and the craftsmanship are, are really great and it's just a, a fun item to carry with you to calm you down in a you know, in an in a environment like this during this uh, interview, I can just sit here and play with it. Yeah. It gives me something to do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. it's quite fun. You know, this, uh, the more I play with it, the more I realize this is uh, kind of like the modern reinterpretation of, uh, we'll probably all remember seeing these, the, the um, conservation of momentum balls that used to sit on the desks. Yeah, it's exactly like that. Yeah. yeah. In fact, uh, that's one of the things we're going to expand, and that, that's a topic in the conversation of uh, product development is, you know, how do you grow your brand? Um, desk stands that, that will hold this top in different configurations on your desk, uh, that becomes a, a, a desk art, you know, yes. a kinetic sculpture. So. Very interesting. Michael, I, I appreciate you taking the time yeah. for the interview. And I'm definitely going to be uh, looking forward to see when your campaign meets its, uh, oh. its completion. And when do you actually expect to start manufacturing these? Um, so we are using a CNC machine in our makerspace right now to continue to develop products to send to influencers. So we're, we're still actively in this campaign. Um, and we are getting quotes from local uh, machinists um, to help us out. We really like the idea of using someone local that we can, you know, film the process and uh, and share that with the community. Um, at the moment, we're fully prepared to make them ourselves, uh, starting um, in, uh, I guess it would be late October, uh, shipping out in November and getting everybody their goods before Christmas. At the moment, I think we have 108 backers, but our desire is to get closer to 300 backers by the end of the campaign. Very interesting. And again, I got, I got to commend you on the ability to uh, move this from inception to final product. If you're expecting to ship in, in two, less than two months or so, yes, uh, that is quite impressive. That is some fast-moving work. We definitely set <laughs> the bar really high. Yeah. Um, what are the uh, what are the possibilities on the next product? Can you reproduce this uh, this same exact type of momentum that you've established here? Absolutely. Um, generally, I wouldn't do it in 20 days. Yeah. Even for a product as simple as this, I think I would allow for 90 days. And uh, the real key is becoming a member of a community and, and actually, you know, um, being truly interested in what you're doing and getting feedback early and often, showing people your designs, getting them excited about what you're going to release, generating that mailing list. And then we're going to cover all these items in our in our upcoming classes. Great. And for our listeners that are curious about your uh, your uh, Kickstarter campaign, your company, Red Blue Collective, we're going to put links in the description of this Thank you. podcast and they'll, they yeah, can, uh, you we can encourage them to go over there and take a look. You can find the, uh, the product at revolvemakers.com. Great. Thank you very much, Mike. Thanks, sir.
We're live. How are you doing? Good. Are you doing good? Yeah. So, how did you like the, the event today, the Maker Fair? Did you like it? Yeah. Yes. What did you learn? I learned like when they were making it, they would take a lot of objects to make it higher and lots of stuff. Oh, very cool. Do you, did it make you want to start drawing? And like, if you want to start drawing, what do you want to do? Or make you stuff? It made me like want to have it and like play with it and stuff because it felt good watching it. Now, did, do you think a lot of the stuff that you have here that you can learn from while you're playing? I think so. You think Could so? Be. Cool. Um, what do you do at home? Do you do you make stuff at home? I usually do everything, like sometimes read, sometimes sleep, sometimes play, sometimes go to my friend's house, I do a lot of stuff. Cool. Um, do you play with Legos and do you like to build stuff with Legos and like... Sometimes at school I do that. At home since we don't have Legos now. Oh, cool. Very cool. Alright, um, do you know um, anything about computers? What I know about computers is some computers can like load you really fast for to get to Google and stuff. Very cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for participating in our in our interview for the Maidcast. And I really can you tell us just how old you are? I'm seven years old. Well, basically eight, because next month's my birthday. Oh, beautiful! Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. We're gonna bye. Bye bye. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, this is so good. So we're doing. Uh, so we're part of a. Um, Hello. How are you doing? Good. Doing good. Cool. So how old are you? Um, nine years old. Nine years old. Oh, that's awesome. So. Did you like what you saw today and did you learn a lot? Um, yes. You did? So what, what are the, some of the things that you saw today at the Maker Fair? Um, I saw like these, uh, I saw like rubber masks. Um, I, I, I saw like sculptures and stuff like that. There, um, I, I also, uh, Thank you. I, I also, I also saw this. It was it was it was like this thing where you can make your own water filter. Oh, very cool! You can make your own water filter. Yeah. So a lot of these things are like very usable at home, and you can also play with them, and also you can learn from them, right? Yeah. Cool. So do you do you at home do you use um, different materials to make things? Um, yeah, sometimes. What kind of materials? Um. Pipe cleaners, strings, um, ribbons, uh, paint. Paint? Cool. And what do you make with them? Um, I'm. I'm not. I don't entirely remember anything because I haven't made that many things. Um, but I do remember making um, nunchucks. Oh. Um, um, I remember making one for my toys, uh -huh. one for my Legos, and one that I could use myself. Oh, that is so cool for your toys too. Mm -hmm. That is really cool. So, what would encourage you to, to do more making at um, home? Well, when I grow up, when, when I, um, 
well, I, um, my brother, he usually encourages me because he likes to make stuff, like, he likes stuff with, com he likes making computers. I actually, I actually remember him, I remember helping him, um, put together a computer, his new computer. Oh, wow! Uh, yeah. And is that something you would want to do when you go to school, when, mm -hmm. when you, when you get out of school? Actually, when I grow up, I would, I would love to be an archaeologist, inventor, and an artist. Oh, wow! See, all of those things are making, making professions. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> Hello. Hi. How you doing? So, how old are you? Seven. You're seven? That's a great age. So, what did you like the most about Maker Fair today? All the stuff that that was made and, the, and how they were just made out of string. Oh wow! And how about um, were there were there, was a, were there was there a lot of stuff for girls that that you found interesting and that you liked? Um, not no. much. No. <laughs> no. How about um did you go to the Lego area? There's a Lego area over there that you can do Lego stuff. I built Tom. Um, a bow and then you have to like put stuff in it. Uh-huh. out of like any other materials? Well, I have made a picture frame made out of sticks. Oh, that's making. That's really cool. And, and paint and glitter, I think. Very cool. Um, do you usually hang out with friends and make stuff with them as well? I would, I would need to use cloth, uh -huh. um, how about sequins, right, sequences and all kinds of stuff. Alright, well thank you so much, I really appreciate you doing this interview. Thank you're you. welcome. You're welcome, alright, bye bye. Hi. How are you? I'm good. 
How old are you? I'm eight. Eight. So, what was your the most um, memorable thing or your favorite thing about the Maker Fair so far? I I like the 3D print printing a lot because there's a lot of 3D printers out there. Yeah. And what do you think you can do with a 3D printer? What did you learn that you can do with a 3D printer? I uh, I uh, we can like make toys and like necklaces and other toys out of it. Oh, very cool. And you can design different things. Do you know, um, at home, do you use any other materials to also make your own or build things? Mm, yeah, I use like blocks and Legos. Oh. And I kind of like, I just want to build a toy, like, like, a, electric toy but I don't have the batteries oh. that, that's the thing about making so making you can actually uh, imagine something and then you can try to make something out yeah also out of it and also you can do it with friends do you usually make things or play with things to build with friends yeah I like I always have play dates and I go to somebody's house, then I build Legos with them. So, would you like to, when you grow up, do you want to do a profession that is that has to do with design, with making, or building? Yeah, I want to be like a uh, a person who like designs houses, like like who makes stuff, like. A yeah. designer. Designing? Cool. Yeah, an architect. Yeah. Oh, very cool. All right. Well, I'm sure you're going to be a great architect because you're already doing playing with Legos. And that's the first step of becoming an architect. Thank you so much for the interview. Okay. All right. Have a nice day. Have a nice day. Bye. Thank you. So good. Hi, I'm here. Why don't you tell everybody your name? Reno Schiavo Campo. Okay, so we're here at Maker Fair. Um, what brings you to Maker Fair here today? My parents. Your parents? <laughs> but uh, what, what do your parents do that made you bring, made you come here to, to Maker Fair? Maker Fair was awesome. Maker Fair was awesome. Okay. Well, what have you seen so far that you've liked? Pipes. I learned pipes. a cool trick for pipes. Oh, what's that trick? Well. Hopefully, there's not uh, you're not poisoning someone on the other end. Ah, okay. But if it's, for example, there's balls that are getting jammed, you know, just blow into the pipe and they'll go zooming out. Oh, okay, very cool. Now, where who who was showing that? Somebody out? Oh, it was a uh, it was another guest another to make a fair. Okay, cool. He showed me this trick since the balls kept getting stuck and no one knew what to do. How, uh, it is the first Maker Fair you come to, or have you been No, here? I've been here several times. Yeah, always to this one, to Silver Spring? Or have you been to others? Huh? Have you been to others, or always here in Silver Spring? Only here in Silver Spring. What other stuff have you seen that you like? like uh, tell us, tell us what, you, what you enjoy. Well, currently, uh, we like visiting. I like exploring around the place, trying to find what else we have. Yeah, you've seen some of the 3D printing and stuff mm -hmm. you're into. Do you do any making yourself currently? Yeah, we made pipes. Oh, no, we, but we don't 3D print. You don't 3D print? No, but do you do other stuff that is like with your hands or no? Oh, sometimes. Sometimes? Like what? Just tell us a little bit about what you make. Um, homework. Homework? Computers. Uh, well, Reading books. Yeah. You know. What grade are you in? Eight. Eight? Okay. 
cool, cool, cool. Um, did your school have a program for making or anything like this, like a STEM program? Yeah, they do have a STEM program. Oh, okay. What, what school do you go to? Parkland. Parkland, okay. Magnet Middle for aerospace. Oh, okay. Yeah, a couple of a couple of people I've met here go to that school. Where is the, it's located near Silver Spring? Yeah. Oh, near Rockville. Near Rockville, okay, very cool. What uh, what uh, what do you like about the programs at Parkland? Well, currently I'm wait I'm waiting to get into one. Oh, okay. Parkland team up. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. You're looking forward to it. That's why you're mm -hmm. here, and that's why you're enjoying it. Have you? Are you both interested in the 3D printing? Is that what you're gonna want to learn? No, I'm not. I'm not good at making 3D printing designs, since otherwise they end up looking like disasters. <laughs> Much similar to my childhood drawings. Oh, okay. But you're clearly interested in it because you're going to school for it and you're coming here. So, what what do you think you want to get into when you get older? Maybe some programming, coding, tampering around in electronics. The computer Maybe even acting. Oh, There's okay. a lot of stuff that I like to do. Yeah, that's cool. Well, good. I'm, I'm glad we got to talk. And uh, did you have any advice for people that have never been to Maker Faire before? What would you tell them about it? Try finding out what's there before you decide where to go. Yeah. Because there's a lot to do, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, cool. Well, it's nice to meet you and thank you so much for being on the show. Nice to meet you too. See you. Thanks. So it's just like when Grandpa interviews you. Alright, so we're here with, what, what are you guys' names? Michael and... Annie. Annie, oh, well, nice to meet you. You guys are attending. Nice to meet you guys. Yep. You guys are attending here today. You, what brings you to the Silver Spring Maker Fair? Building stuff. Yeah. What kind of stuff do you make? My dad built myself a dresser. Oh, a dresser? Uh huh. Oh, very cool. Where Where do you guys make this stuff? At, you know, in my dad's workshop, but um, it's all it's all in all garage now. The garage. Okay, very cool. Yeah, that's how most people make stuff. Nice. What What uh What is that mostly what you like making? You like making furniture? Oh, very cool. Yeah, so my sister um, was having a close to a significant birthday, yeah. and we both grew up playing arcade games, um, and so I'm, I usually make a lot of you know, high-end fine furniture, but I'd never done any... Um, you know, I never incorporated any electronics or anything, and so... We, we both grew up always wanting one of those, like, the uh, cocktail arcade cabinets where you walk into a pizza joint and you'd be there. And so, we, you know, I got one of the little uh, raspberry pies and yeah. programmed it and put it all together. Yeah. So what, you find the process fairly easy, fairly intuitive? Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's so much out there to help you do it online. And, but, you know, everything, you know, literally the hardest part for me was just getting all the stuff for the... Getting just finding all the games and yeah, downloading you know, everything, downloading yeah. everything. But then you know, like putting together, wiring up the joysticks, all that was. It was the first time I'd done that, but it's and not how that long, hard. How long have you been making furniture? About 13 years. Oh, very nice. When when did you start having her help you? Well, how, how old was what, were you? Um, I usually helped when I was younger. Like I did, um sometimes um I like to like build stuff like maybe little fairy houses and I'm here, and I'm learning how to use the the glue gun. Oh the glue gun, cool. 
She helped me do the wiring on the arcade cabinet. And, you know, it's just the kind of thing that at first you're just afraid of it. Right. You know, and you don't think that you can do it. And I never want her to grow up with that perspective. Exactly. Right? It's like, let's just go try it. It's not, you know, it's not as scary as you think. And exactly. I mean, I think back, like, I, I now work on cars because my dad, he was even just having me hold the, le- the, the flashlight. But I'm not scared of it. And I think that's perfect. That's exactly what you're doing. Yeah. And it took me a little while to figure that out, too, right? Just to have them work with you doesn't mean they're actually, you know, they, they just want to be with you. Exactly. And it could be like, hey, I want you to be next to me and, and draw what I'm doing or hold the flashlight, whatever that is, yeah. but finding ways to incorporate them into that. Very um, cool. So do you think when you when you uh, grow up and get older you want to have a job in making or you don't know yet? What do you think you want to do when you grow up? Do you want to build things when you grow up? Yeah. You don't know yet? Uh, but you've got time. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you. I look forward to the Maker Fair. Yeah, I look forward to listening to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. And the design...